this is cold water. I'm six. You're here? I'm in the middle. So today, I'm going to start out with a quote. Um, actually, it's the first verse of Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Man. I, I, dude, that's perfect. Right, that's yeah, perfect so t- today we're going to talk about, uh, I wanted to hit on some of the uh, major states are opening back up, New York, California, yep. uh, Michigan, from mm-hmm. what I hear, um, but the big topic is Wall Street bets, Robin Hood, oh, taken yeah. from the poor, given to the rich, and people with billion dollar boats and yachts. Crying on national television. Yeah, about, <laughs> about losing everything. So, uh, my sister actually said maybe we should send them $600 checks and see, you know, how that goes for them. Hey, I like that idea. I mean, you know, they sat here and fought back and forth for nine months over whether or not we, we get that $600. So, maybe that's what they should get, too. And Yeah, I mean... You know, we'll we'll be generous. We'll give them the same, you know, six hundred dollars. They're I mean, Americans. Yeah, we don't want them to be out on the streets. We don't want them to be fending for food. We want to make sure that these billionaires are cozy, yeah. taken care of, and they have all that they need to survive their day to day. I'm and sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I tried to keep it a straight face for as long as possible. So you can't, you can't even get through. Uh, so now that Biden's our president, we got New York saying that uh, they can't survive until the vaccine is given to everybody. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom, um, interesting. He's so they had the uh, the recall Newsom, right? Yeah. They are, I think, three hundred thousand signatures away from recalling him. Got like one point two out of the one point five billion it's somewhere right around there. Check that. See what, uh, <laughs> I, you yeah, know, see where, see where they're at with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll get back with you here in just a second. Seventy-seven percent. They are seventy. <laughs> <laughs> what website do you got going on here? RecallGavin2020.com. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, they got seventy-seven percent of what they need. And when do they need to have uh, the uh, other twenty? I hate being so terrible with Deadline that. Deadline extended to March 10, 2021. Oh, they can get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah they, they can definitely yeah, get good. it. You know, when I first heard about it, I was a little concerned because California has actually had uh, a net loss uh, when it comes to migration to California. People yeah. have been moving away, so a lot of the people that aren't willing to stay in California would presumably be the ones that would be willing to sign this, you know, uh, recall. Yeah. Um, but at 77%, and they've, they've got it extended out, hopefully the reign of Gavin Newsom will be uh, over here pretty soon. Sure. I, I don't think he deserves to be in power. Anymore. Well, look, man, I, I'm the first to be critical. And actually, speaking of being the first to be critical, I was the first one on this podcast who sat here and told you that Gavin Newsom is all about rules for thee, but not for me. That is true. Which, side note, I said that to Rachel the other day, which, by the way, Rachel's my wife. And she, she said to me, what are you, from the 1800s? 
<laughs> she said she'd never heard that before in her life. My parents um, say that all the time. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot. No, yeah. but, but that's where it does originate, but I thought I just thought it was funny she had yeah. never heard that. Yeah. But anyways, so we got um, we got New York, we got California, we got Michigan, uh, pretty sure Colorado uh, out here has been... They've actually been the least restrictive of, like, the blue-blue states, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's in part to, outside of the heart of Denver, you have, it's red. Yeah, yep. And uh, most people here, as you're aware, live either in Denver or just outside of Denver, mm-hmm. and then you have population of mountain men that are their own kind of breed. <laughs> yep. Well, it's not just that either, man. It's, um, you, you have this idea here, and even people who move here that assimilate into the culture, it seems to be, and this is just generally speaking, this is not everybody's experience, but my experience is that most people want to just do their own thing. Yeah. So uh, even even if they're liberals, they're still more like do your own thing as long as right. it doesn't hurt me type, the very libertarian-esque idea. Yeah, So yeah. and you know, it really, at the end of the day, man, it's really sad to me that... Uh, it got turned into a red-blue issue. Um, you know, at first, the World Health Organization, you know, like we, we had talked about earlier today, uh, before the podcast, the WHO, World Health Organization, they had originally said no human-to-human contact, yeah. or transmission, not contact. Yeah. And then, you know, they've since changed their stories. Lockdowns were the way to go at first, you know, because they wanted to try to prevent the spread and most of us signed up for you know a two-week lockdown although i still will maintain that uh i wasn't about the two-week lockdown because you know uh for almost a year into two weeks of flattening the curve and Two-week lockdown and chill, right, yeah. baby. Two-week <laughs> lockdown and chill. But <laughs> most people, um, they they agreed for two weeks. If you could be at home, great. If you, if you couldn't, life is going to go on, as with all major uh, pandemics that we've experienced thus far into our you know 25 to 32-year, um, well, 22 to 32-year uh, lifespan on the planet. But uh, really, the, the, the WHO came out, and there was a bunch of fact-checking articles by USA Today and Snopes, because Trump had said, uh, well, the World Health Organization said lockdowns aren't the way to go. And then there, all these organizations, because Trump said it, all the headlines were Trump says that, WHO says lockdowns aren't aren't uh effective yeah here's why they're wrong you know here's why he's wrong right right and then if you read the actual articles you'll see that trump wasn't really wrong he like did he take a little bit of stuff out of context yeah about as much out of context as somebody quoting somebody else sure um but the effects on not just like first world countries, but the actual third world countries, mm-hmm. devastating. It yeah. like it hurt our economies here, but you, you're talking mass starvation. So yeah, um, it's really good to see that two of our biggest uh, 
port states um where yeah again like i said before in a previous episode you know west coast traffic east coast traffic coming in it's a relief to see that we're starting to get a return to normalcy well and polis came out uh i think it was last week and he, he said that they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel that they're thinking early summer in terms of just full boat, you know, well, all mandated. They, they can't uh-huh. come out and say what we all know. Our Lord and Savior Joe Biden <laughs> uh, became president, right. so now we can full stop open everything back up. Sure. He, well, and, and look, man, you know, the unfortunate thing is that I've, I've said it to you before. Tyrants wrap their tyranny in in moral uh, choices, yep. and and so I think when you talk about morality, you know there is a. Look, my wife works at a hospital. Yeah. You know, COVID's real, and oh, and, it is, and these are I things that are not, not a COVID denier. be understated. But you know, these are the things that when we talk about the Trump administration and what they did in terms of their COVID response. You can kind of, well, we can look at the actions, right? So, you know, we can look at what somebody says, but what are their actions? And so sometimes some of these things, when it, when you're talking about Trump, and, and not even Trump, I don't think. I think it more had to do with his administration and some of the incompetence that he had within his administration. Sure. And, and that just has to do with his political uh, uh, inexperience. But... The administration created bidding wars for a lot of these different avenues that we could have went down. And while I'm not disagreeing that, of course, you know, the the lockdown situation isn't necessarily the best way to go in a long-term uh, way to think. Mm-hmm. But in the short term, we have to think about all the avenues that we can go down, right? So all those avenues include, oh, well, we got to secure PPE for... Uh, mm-hmm everybody right because we want everybody to be safe right and, and i don't think you're advocating for not no safety it's just you're advocating for you know making sure that we have a working economy and freedom and stuff like that right and so but but this is the point is that the administration created situations that were negative for certain populations not everybody but certain populations of the united states and and that's where I think people have a problem. That's where I have a problem. Is it's like we're, we want to use all these different avenues, and and so, while to your point, I think you're right. Joe Biden's president now politically, it's expedient and easy for them to to put the, take the foot off the gas. Um, well, it's it, I, I guess it, I'm gonna have to, I, and I don't mean to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely have to disagree with you on this one. Um, Four years in a row, we heard how about how Trump was a fascist, how Trump was a dictator, mm-hmm. and Trump declared a national emergency. He told all the governors of all the states, whatever you need, we'll get it for you. We had a depleted PPE from the national stock mm-hmm. from the previous administration. Well, uh, okay. Can we, <laughs> um, can we look up some of this stuff? Like, uh, just look up uh, PPE... Uh, in early coronavirus, early coronavirus, just just so we're we're because sure. like I want to in good faith have this conversation. I don't want to you know gloss over this or not give the the 
facts as best as we can get sure, them, right? Absolutely. Um, but continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we had a, a depleted PPE stock mm-hmm. um, from the the national uh, stockpile fund mm-hmm. that totally depleted from the bird flu. It didn't get repleted. Now, whether or not uh, Trump could have done it in the previous couple years that he had from 2017. Mm-hmm. I won't debate that. Sure. Probably should have been refilled. But it wasn't refilled and it was depleted under the Obama administration. You also have, again, if he was truly a fascist dictator, he would have locked everything down. But he declared a national emergency and told the states to do whatever the states wanted to do. I, I, so I'm just <laughs> curious here because, like, like, I think we're arguing two different things here. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying Trump's a fascist. I I, no, I don't know what so. I'm what I'm and saying. I, and is I'm not saying that right, he should that, have locked down. I'm right. not even saying that. Okay. What I'm saying is that there are other avenues that we have. There are other tools that we have. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about early pandemic, mm-hmm. you so you, know, you lifted all the red tape on the vaccines, all all the bureaucratic red tape. No, I'm I'm, I, talking, I'm just well, I'm just curious as to what other avenues the administration could have went down then if that's what you're talking about. So based on, to me, based on the PPE shortage and the approach of how the states had to pretty much go to war over these different Mm -hmm. protections for their hospitals and, and just for everybody, it's not just, it's not just for, uh, just the hospitals or just the frontline workers, right? It's it's for everybody. And so, like, to me, that is a failure of the Trump administration. We can gloss over that. <laughs> we can say, oh, well, should he have done that? Yes, but that's not the point. Well, no, that well, is actually the GM point. GM and Ford and, uh, actually, I think Chrysler's all part of GM now, mm-hmm. but your big automakers, they totally retooled make ventilators because we needed more of that took them two weeks sure Haynes retooled their stuff they stopped making underwear they started making masks right but we, <laughs> we found out about coronavirus when in your mind when when did you and i as regular American uh, back citizens... in november when there was an outbreak in wuhan and the world health organization came out and said it's not transmissible trans Mittable from human to human. Sure. And I know it was November because everybody at my work got really, really sick, right? Sure. And it was a running joke, oh, you must have corona. Yeah. You must have corona. Mm-hmm. So for studious people, uh, or politically astute people, meaning you know, paying atten- people who are paying attention, sure. November, okay. uh, you have... In terms of like at outbreak. the end of January, when Trump suspended travel from from Europe, mm-hmm. suspended travel from China, yeah, you have the. And current, I think that's the right thing to do. No, it definitely was, but the current administration said, "Oh no, you're xenophobic." You have Nancy Pelosi going down to Chinatown and saying, "Oh well, Trump's racist." Yeah, you know. So, uh, in my opinion, anyways, I don't think the Trump administration could have done much more than what they, that they did under the current set of rules. And they changed a bunch of rules to get this done. 
Well, not, and I don't think this is black and white. I think there are things that the Trump administration probably did that helped people, and I think there's things that the Trump administration did that absolutely hurt people. Okay. And so I'm curious as to what then. You know, I, well, to, to hurt you, them. No, you you and I just agreed earlier right. that Trump could have done more to replenish the stock of PPE that we have. Okay. And and I think that when you have the opportunity to replenish the stock. You knew that the bird flu in the previous administration was a problem. Mm -hmm. Then it would make sense for you. We know that we have pandemics, you know, regularly. I think that was probably something spiteful (laughs) that Trump did just because he wanted to dismantle what Obama had done. And, and so like that, that is a failing. And I think my point was asking you why, you know, where or when you knew Mm -hmm. the, the, about the coronavirus and the severity of it is because I think the president knew probably earlier than we did. Right? Oh, I'm absolutely sure. And so, and did. so, to me, it's like if the president knows that sooner than we do. Obviously, I think he makes the right choice in not panicking people, right? right. Because that's what he didn't do. I think he did a good job in not panicking people, right. like not making people just so terrified. And so. Good kudos to him because you don't right. want a terrified population, right? But at the same time, behind the scenes, he has to be doing every single thing he can right. to secure some of those things and make those things happen. Yeah, and I, I think, think in, honestly, in that the, case, the that's... single biggest mistake in my mind was not getting rid of Fauci. Immediately getting rid of Fauci. I don't know who you put up there. I'm personally, I'm not an expert in virology, right? Sure. Fauci's lied every step and every opportunity that's been brought up. Yeah. It's very well uh, established at this point, meaning there's a lot of different articles about how the WHO funded by China. Absolutely. They lied about but, it. But and, and when we talk about Fauci, he lied about the mask thing. And, and the WHO is compromised, is funded by by China. Well, and and anytime you have somebody saying, and this is a direct quote from Fauci, uh, it's time for people to shut up and do what you're told. And anytime somebody says that, boom, off with their head. Seriously, I am not kidding around. If you have somebody in that kind of position, mm-hmm. off with their head, dude. Total guillotine style. Out of curiosity, like just out, out of principle. Like just that's what tyrants it. say for sure. That that yeah. that is that is what tyrants say. Gotcha. And I'm not about tyrants. Our country wasn't founded by tyrants. It was actually founded in a rebellion. Right. And no, dude, I I'm not down with Fauci coming out and saying that. Especially, yeah. look, he came out. How many more people's lives could have been saved if masks are really as effective as what they say now? How many more lives could have been saved if he would have not lied and said, don't wear masks, they're sure. not effective. And, and the same thing, and then it and took this, another... that same energy goes towards Trump, though, right? <laughs> because, like, if they are as effective, it's, it's one of two, th- two ways, right? Either they're not effective and Trump was right, and he shouldn't have been wearing a mask to begin with because he sh- they're not effective, right? Or it's the other one, and they are effective, and Trump... Right. It, you know, it was wrong for not promoting masks sure. and should have been promoting them in the first place. Right. right? No, and I, I personally, I don't think they're effective. Show me a study in real life that's been done where they actually mitigate it more than a 
half or a, a percent of a percent. I think the ones that are indoors, I think, are more credible, just based on intuition, not even just the science, but just based on the intuition, right? Because like, it makes sense that a virus sticks to your breathing particles, right? A- a- absolutely. It, it, and it makes sense that you know we're sitting in a room, air's not moving. You could breathe in what I was breathing in, right? Right. And that makes sense that you could get the virus that way. Absolutely. The, and so like. My point is, is when, whenever I talk about anything scientific, I always try and dumb it down to the basic because they always talk super sciencey and it bothers yeah. me. It's like, no, just dumb it down and like let's explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah, Michael Scott. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, man, like it, it's just it's it's one of those things. It's you you can't have uh, a concept that. We all need to understand as a general population, you know, I'm in an industry, the transportation industry. These, these words wouldn't make sense to everyday people. Right. You know, what's a pup? Nobody, you know, a dog? Yeah. Like, no, That's, a short trailer. Right. Like, but people aren't going to understand that. Right. So it's the same thing with scientists. No, and, and I mean, I get it, but and, the way that they have advertised it as this life-saving, no, dude, it's... Masks aren't saving lives. I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. Because I have read the sciencey stuff and followed it down. And you're talking a hundredth to a thousandth of a percent of a difference. When you're talking about something that minuscule, now dude, I have a better chance of getting in my car and dying on my way home from here than I do of both catching the coronavirus and then dying of the coronavirus. Well, while we're talking... Uh, Shakes, could you look up uh, the masks? Like, just any mask stuff? Just how effective they are and what studies have been done? I'm not disputing you. No, I agree with you. Yeah. A lot of them have been in... It's very minuscule amounts under perfect conditions. See, I was... I've, I've seen studies that have been done that were in, like, rooms kind of similar to what we're in. Mm-hmm. And with aerosol sprayed directly at them after they have the N95 fitted mask. It has to be properly fitted every single time, one use. No, and and, and that's fair. <laughs> but, like, I'm just, like, even if that's not the case and there is some effectiveness, yeah. it would make sense in an indoor setting, you know, just intuitively. and And that's where it's, like, to me... And I know you're the same way. You just wear the mask. Yeah. You know, even uh, even well, though it's not a big deal. Or, you know, I mean, you if disagree you give, with it. If you give me a couple beers, then my level of caring substantially <laughs> goes down. No, I but understand. It's not where, you know, it's one of those things where you have to pick and choose your battles. And, you know, if it makes people feel safe, fine, whatever. It's really not that big of a deal to me. And the fact that people, like... To me, the mask fight wasn't worth it. The vaccine fight is worth it. Sure, absolutely. But, but people have exhausted with the mask argument. They, they were willing to die on that hill, and now people aren't even willing to to listen about the vaccine thing. You know? So what kind of masks are you guys trying to have me look at? Because there's like a million and a half different kinds of masks. Is there just a general consensus on any mask? 
Because, like, really just what I want to know is because you're saying it's, like, 0.01% effectiveness. Yeah. And in, in an outdoor setting, I think, or no. Hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is that there wasn't, so if you're in a perfect lab, right? Mm-hmm. And you're spraying aerosol at the mask, right? Yeah. The N95 fitted mask is the only one effective to actually doing what they're saying could be done. Right? So, so, so N95 me- medical grade N95 sure. masks, if fitted properly, okay, and that's the key. They form fitted properly, sealed to your face, using them one time. Mm-hmm. That's effective. Right. Everything else, literally every other kind of mask, it's not effective. Not effective is a very broad statement. Not effective enough to actually prevent the spread of the disease. Shakes, are you finding anything credible? Just on separate masks. And the way that... Yeah, so let's just go with the cloth mask. And and just just to be clear, I don't like the masks either. I, I really don't. No, I, I, I the only reason I'm so adamant about this is because regardless of whether or not you think the Trump administration could have done more or I think the Trump administration could have done less, the federal the government from the federal level all the way down to the, the city level, totally have botched this whole COVID response. Oh, 100%. Total failure. So that's, um, I think it, it goes, Trump is responsible for some stuff. I think your uh, Congress is responsible for some stuff. I think you're, State governors are responsible, and your state legislators are responsible. I think they're all complicit. Yeah, they, it's, this is and this is the problem is is we can go back and forth about the Trump administration all and day. The reality we is we can is, go back and forth about the mask. We can the, go back and forth on everything. The reality is is that a little bit of all of it is true. Yeah, no, Trump this, Trump failed in a lot of ways. Trump did some good things in a lot of ways. Same thing all the way down. Yep. And this is the problem with how we have discussions. Because you and I can sit here and go back and forth, and I'm sure everybody will be entertained by what we just did. Yeah. But it, this, where does it get people? Nowhere. 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 We because... Both, we both acknowledge that it's the fault of the government. It, like, and we're trying to get to the bottom of this, for sure. You know, and, and I don't want anybody to think we're not. But when it comes down to it, we could go at this all day, just like everybody wants us to. So Shakes, what do you got? The CDC for cloth masks says that it's about 50% of transmissions for the mask. It filters out. So it filters out 50% with a cloth mask. Yeah, about. <coughs> Bullcrap. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, so where where is the study? 
can you click through to the actual like case study that they do? Because I know it's really going to be kind of tedious for us to go through it, but Reference. it's it is really pertinent to what we're talking about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, and, and we, you and I both know that the CDC has had questionable results and and questionable uh, stances with a lot of different things in the past. So, um, it's the Center for Disease Control funded by the federal government. I mean, I guess, do you guys want me to keep using government websites or? Well, well that's, <laughs> the problem, the problem is, is if you use anything else but a government website, people are going to say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. What is, what is the general abstract say? It's right there. Guidelines from the CDC in the WHO recommend. So, yeah, so that's the stuff you're talking about, right? The, yeah. Hold on. Let me read this. Guidelines from the CDC and WHO recommend the wearing of face masks to prevent the spread of coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19. However, the protective efficiency of such masks against airborne transmission of infectious and severe acute respiratory syndrome, COVID-2, or SARS-CoV-2, Droplets slash aerosols is unknown. So, they don't know. Right. That's my point. They don't really know. And if you read the scientific studies, get into the nitty-gritty of it, it's done with an aerosol can with a fitted form-fitted N95 mask. That, that's the only test that they've been able to produce that shows any kind of... Uh, protect it, protection, I guess, mm. against the disease. Everything else, no, dude, it doesn't. It, they don't. They don't actually know how effective it is. And as soon as you can show me an actual legitimate study that says these things are effective, mm-hmm. I'll get behind it. I'm going to look for just, yeah, no, just absolutely. to play devil's advocate. Yeah, no. I, I don't even disagree with you. I just, I'm really curious about this. And I, right. like, I've and been enjoying I, I guess my problem you, is so. you have a large portion of the population that is pushing these masks saying, follow the science. Mm-hmm. You know, we're t- you got to follow the science. Okay, I'm following the science. The science isn't in. The, <laughs> the science is very rarely ever in. That's yeah, the thing with yeah. people, you know, they, you get on your CNN, you get on your MSNBC, you get on your Fox News. A little less Fox News, but they still do have a lot of very liberal people on Fox News on a regular basis. They're saying, follow the science. Okay, I followed the science. I did what you told me to do. Objectively speaking, this is what the science is telling me. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's wrong. Okay. Do you have a study you can reference other than these? Because these are the studies that the CDC is using. Right. And again, (laughs) it's funded by the government, right? Sure. So you're not going to get a good answer, but the government wants to produce a study saying that masks are effective, and they haven't been able to produce these. So, the question that I'm always curious about is, I'm following you. Yeah. 
100%. I, I just wonder, you know, when you have the Trump administration in office, are they the ones that direct the CDC in how, like, are they, is the CDC under the executive branch? You know, I I don't have an answer for you. I really don't know. Shakes, we're making you work a lot tonight, collecting that paycheck that you someday will get, I <laughs> promise you. <laughs> but that's that's a good question, and, and you know, if it, if it is under the executive branch, that's curious to me. Yeah, it is. It's curious to me. It is. Because if, if Trump and the Trump administration has authority over the CDC, I wonder how much. And then if it's a lot, I'm curious as to why he's allowing, he, or he would allow, hindsight, uh, them to push that narrative when he himself doesn't necessarily agree with that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a that's. Uh, so just, I, w- it, it, I, it I just, would. Just say, doesn't all add up, right? Like, yeah. No. Well, it does, and that's that is the heart of the problem. Not just part of the problem. The heart of the problem is there's so much information, contradictory or otherwise, yeah. about this stuff, and. Uh. Department of Health and Human Services is a cabinet-level executive branch department. Okay, so then if it's a cabinet-level position, meaning the president picks, Mm -hmm. and you have the CDC coming out and saying masks masks are recommended, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, why would he then have them push this narrative that masks are effective. Because the CDC, that's what everybody says, right? Yeah. Going by these CDC guidelines. Yeah. So. It doesn't that, all add up. No, it doesn't. And that that's my what my problem's been the whole time. And if you try to follow the science, right, and mm-hmm. you, you do read these articles in these studies that have been done, and you can ascertain from them that – you're talking very tiny margins of effectiveness against this. Why are they pushing the narrative? And to me, the conspiracy theorist in me definitely believes that it's about control, man. They, they wanted to see how we would react to a... Deadly virus. I mean, martial law was effectively established everywhere at the state level. You know, it wasn't technically martial law because it wasn't the United States military. But when you had the executive branches of 25 to 30 states dictating, you have curfews. And this is all the way, not just the the, uh, the governor's but also mayors, right? Mm -hmm. So the executive branch on the more local levels. Uh, Curfews. Reduced uh, capacity in bars and in restaurants. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have (coughs) travel restrictions. Yeah. Hey, Uh, can you look up the definition of martial law? 
Because I'm wondering if that falls under that would fall under a broad stroke definition of that. Yeah, um, I would say probably not because I'm pretty sure it's the, like actual military law. Like mm-hmm. so, uh, the U.S. military runs under martial law, yeah. right? Um, and you know, you from people I've talked to, you have to get passes to leave base and, and, and go out and do stuff. You know, right. Uh, right. You get leave time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if you were caught and you weren't an essential worker, you had to prove where you were going. And I why. have papers. Yeah, I have papers too. So I I know in Michigan, I, I, I can't speak for Colorado and Denver because I really don't care. I didn't really care in Michigan. The employers gave the paper, but as somebody who has partaken in the marijuana since their teenage years... I have my own set of morals that I follow, <laughs> and the law be damned. Really, no, it's true. Um, you guys want me to read this? Yeah, shake. Sorry, what, okay. what's the definition of martial so, law? Martial law is temporary rule by military authorities imposed on civilian population, especially in time of war, when civil war authority has been broken, or the law imposed on an occupied ter- territory by occupying military forces. Especially when imposed on civilian population in time of war crisis. I mean, the executive branch is technically military authority, mm-hmm. and this is a crisis. So I guess technically you're right. And he did delegate the powers to the state governors. He said, "This is a state of emergency. The governor is in charge. Do what you need to do. We will support you and help you in any way that we can." So, I guess my point is that I really do think that they wanted to see how we were going to react with a low-level disease. Now, 400,000 people have died here in this country, a couple million worldwide. So, the coronavirus is a real disease. It is a deadly disease. For people with comorbidities that are over the age of 60 years old, you know, they're there's Supposedly, fifty percent of us will not even exhibit tr- symptoms, but will transmit it. Right, but it's, it, I've also seen that that stu- they did another study that that was BS. Who knows? That's my point. No, I I know, but the, I just think that's crazy. Right, if that is. Yeah, right? like that's like okay. So you have a disease. Half of you don't even get symptoms at all. One in two of you aren't even going to feel sick. What? Yeah. Dude, this was... 446,000 deaths in the U.S. 446,000? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I had to... We already know we're we're not good at math. No. But but anyways, I mean, we don't have to spend all our time talking about this, but... Yeah, because it has been... I I really didn't intend to go down that... Good conversation, though. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, but the cons- oh, wait, no. So, uh... Shakes made a mistake. Oh, Shakes who? made a mistake? Who? 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 who corrects... You're not getting your paycheck now. Who corrects Shakes if Shakes makes a mistake? Shakes. <laughs> shakes does. Shakes makes Sh- mistakes. 
It's like uh, <laughs> Shakes is our omnipotent being. We just, you know, it's kind of like religion. You gotta trust that he knows all or has the ability to find <laughs> out all. Fair enough. That's why it takes me a minute because I gotta make sure. I'm yeah, we, but we have made him work. But I say all uh, that. So. <laughs> Sixty-two thousand people died last year from the flu. Sixty-two. Yeah. So it does, I guess, kill more people than the flu does. Oh, it definitely kills more people. But here's the thing: when you talk about populations, I believe it's fifty and under. It's less than one. Like it's almost non-existent. Yeah, it's it's like you very really like I I said I, I have a better chance of getting in my car and dying on the way home, and I hope I don't. Like I right. I, I don't want to put that uh, you know juju out there, but yeah, dude, I'm under no, fifty really years do. old, and uh, and it, not only that, but you look when you're over seventy, your risk is like twenty percent. So, like, that's a big risk for that. 20%, yeah. if you said, hey, get in that plane, you have a 20% chance of it crashing. I wouldn't get in it. <laughs> Me either. If it had a 1% chance of crashing, I wouldn't get in No. Like, plane crashes are not very common. You have a less chance of dying in a plane than you do in a car. Oh, no, I and that's understand. A, that's a very... Shakes, I need you to look this photo, this statistic up because I want to know this for look, real. Man, I, People I, have been saying this to me for years. I, I want to know. I have. I, I ride my motorcycle with out a helmet on a regular basis, so I'm the kind of guy that if there's an eighty percent chance I'm going to survive on that plane, I'm hopping on it. That's me, though. Wow. Uh, you know, I I might be crazy. Now, I mean, I also go down hills at 40 miles an hour in a piece of wood. Right. So, I mean, we're all kind of adrenaline junkies here. So, my point is not to take away from the people with that have died from coronavirus. Uh, Somebody that was very dear to me at one point and a very integral part of my childhood died on Christmas Day because of the coronavirus. So one in five million three hundred and seventy-one thousand three hundred and sixty-nine. That's how the statistic on that died. Oh, that's how how often it happens. Yeah. Like the, the one in five yeah. million. Yeah. One in five point three million. So what's this? What's the what's the uh, chance of you dying in a car? Oh, probably much, much higher. Unless you had corona in your system and were asymptomatic, and then that's how <laughs> I kid, I kid. I'm, I'm trying to keep it a little light. Cause, no, no, uh, you're, I mean, you're not wrong, though. <laughs> that's the problem. But. <laughs> Preventable deaths. They have the. Oh, my God. See, and that's the kind of fear mongering. What was that site called, Bryce? Um, yeah. Uh, Injuryfacts.nsc.org. Yeah, they didn't. That they didn't even put the COVID in the title. It said odds of dying is the I is have the title. In a car. And how is that even? And then literally the first thing that came up is a big thing that says COVID. <laughs> I wish we could share our screen. 
we'll get there soon. Yeah. We need to figure out how to make the microphone work right before we worry yeah, about we've been having video sound streams. Yeah, big time sound problems. But uh, so I was saying that uh, um, before we got off on the the actual odds of dying. You know, I really do think that the government was testing us to see how we would react in that kind one of situation. In, uh, one in... It depends on exactly where you're at, I guess. Can, can well, you give us a roundabout number? We live in the United States of America, so... If well, we I, it, it depends on, like... Well, because I, I keep trying to say this, and then you keep like, interrupting me, so, like... Get your get your poop together over there, shakes. <laughs> Bro, I got. A million <laughs> I know, I know. We're making them work today, folks. We really are. Um, but seventy-eight percent chance of dying from a car accident. What? <laughs> no, that's no. not accurate. Why is it, bro? Because I haven't no, died hold yet. Up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's because. Everything is just COVIDed out right now. It's just like, hey. You're going to die from COVID. You're die from COVID. Oh, so if there's a 78% chance of having COVID and dying in your car. That's what happens. It makes <laughs> sense. One out of 77. Driving-related deaths versus other causes. What is one divided by 77? Yeah, but that's a way smaller chance of dying in a plane. (laughs) 0.012%. chance of... But but it's like a 0.000125% for a plane. Yeah. (laughs) So it's safer. Yeah, uh, way safer. So... Now that we've figured out the probability of dying in your car and, you know, versus maybe dying hey. of corona. Hey. Yeah, I'm listening. Your water's a little cold over there, bro. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why they call me cold water, man. Um, that is not why they call me cold water. I'm I bring all that up because business is at fault. The only, I guess, the only people that have been screwed out of this whole thing is the little guy. Which brings us into our next topic. How beautiful, really, is it to see this Wall Street Bets thing going on right now? Oh, I've never been so happy to agree with you on something in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is probably the most beautiful thing. And the irony, okay, so to explain to everyone what's going on. Anybody who doesn't really understand, and you've probably already got an idea of what's going on, but pretty much uh, there's a section of the internet on a website called Reddit, and there's a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. And what these people do is they make bets and gambles on certain stocks and, and uh, bonds that are traded on the stock exchange. And Pretty much what happened was all these people came and got together and they agreed that they were going to, on perfect storm, buy and hold all of the GameStop stock. stock. <laughs> that was sh- that uh, Citadel, correct? I believe so, yes. 
Citadel had shorted and on these stocks, right? Yes. That that like so. so can you explain that a little yeah. bit for me? Because I'm still kind of okay. I get so the general concept, and I'm not an expert, but this is the general idea of it. So pretty much a short is back up on GameStop stocks. Yeah, it, that's because everybody and their grandmother is saying, screw these billionaires. Anyways, so a short <laughs> is pretty much Shakes has a stock, mm-hmm. right? And he has GameStop stock for $1. He's got 100 stocks at $1 a stock. Okay? So he's got $100 worth of GameStop stock. Okay. Say I want to borrow his stock for so I borrow his stock from him, right? I pay him the $100, borrow his stock. He still owns the stock, but I have the rights to the stock. Okay. So then I go and I sell that stock for whatever price I want to sell that stock, right? Mm-hmm. So I go off and I sell it for, you know, stock price goes down. I sell it for all that 100 stock for 50 cents. Shakes comes up, he wants to collect on his stocks, so I have to pay him a hundred bucks. If the price went down, I made money. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. So, if the price goes up, you're going to lose money. You're going to lose money because if I have to pay you, I have to pay Shakes his hundred dollars. Yes. And I have to pay you the whatever the market price is to get my stock back. So what happens is all these people are holding out on their stock and they're not selling. And more people are trying to buy. So that's driving the stock price up. And these people have cover for their stock. They're only borrowing it for a certain amount of time. So they have to give their stock back at a certain time. So if the stock price is super high when they have to sell, they lose. They lose. And they lose big. So I appreciate the brief explanation. The explanation. Yes. And uh, from my understanding, they actually shorted more stocks than what were available to begin with. Yes. So that what that means is, water. I I borrowed the stock from you, and then Shakes borrowed the stock from me, and then you borrowed that stock back from him. So we're borrowing it back <laughs> from each other. And it's not, it's, that's an oversimplified take. Of sure. Course. But, but it's, it's getting borrowed yeah. more than the stock what's is available. available. Yeah. And so what happens is it causes this gridlock in that stock and the price gets drive so far up because nobody has any money to come off of the stock. Well, and that's what, cra- that maybe not the sole reason. Okay. But that is one of the major factors in the last stock market crash of 2008 and 2009. So the last time we had a major recession, it was because of stuff like this, yes. right? And then these bubbles burst, and uh, the government bailed these companies out in the tune of trillions of dollars, so much so that I, I believe every American could have had like hundred dollars to $150,000. That's how much we gave Wall Street wow. and the big banks back in the day. Well, um, that doesn't surprise me, but when you talk about, so none of those people were punished. Yeah, none of those no. people, and this is this is the way that they get punished. Absolutely, because here's what's there, happening. There were no repercussions 
for these practices and they continue to do these right. practices. Well, and here's why GameStop was a perfect uh, storm. And I don't know the technical details. Somebody who's a trader could tell you like the more technical details of that uh, situation with GameStop stock. Um, but GameStop is going out of business. We all yeah no well it's just if you're a video gamer you understand why GameStop is going out of business right and so that being said obviously their stock was in the tanks and so it it was a perfect situation for all these people to continue to short because they were making lots of money off of it yep and so what these people on Wall Street's bets did is they noticed that. In these firms, in their financial dealings, they had all this information. And they were looking at it, and they saw that they were holding on to a certain stock. And they figured it out. They figured out which stock they were holding on to, and they were all talking about it, and then they all collaborated to buy and hold this stock. Now and so the former head of the SEC saying, this is, this is like the capital riot. Yes. Get and, out of here. Dude. Well, and then you got these billionaires, like we said, crying on national television about how he's losing his business and he's losing because what's happened is there's a company filing for bankruptcy over Yeah, this. they lost the uh, last I knew it was like $13.9 billion. Yeah, I, I heard the sum of 15.1, okay. something like that. Yeah. So uh, either way, it's billions. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Well, and a whole equity firm. And oh, these and guys didn't got... get touched when everybody else's businesses had to be closed. Yes, nobody listening to this should be crying over these people because these people have been raking the Americans over the coals, manipulating the markets year over year. And what's ironic about what's brought them down is that it's the Americans coming together and taking them down. And while it's... I wasn't even about it at first. Like, I had read into it. I was like, oh, that's cute, you know. And then I found out that Robinhood, a trading app, for those of you who don't know, but I'm sure everybody at this point knows who Robinhood is, they they stopped allowing you to purchase this stock. Yeah, they froze the stock. Not only did they freeze the stock, but then they said, okay, you can sell the stock. And what happens when, what's one of the basic tenets of capitalism, baby? Yep. The, Sell, the free market. Price goes down. Supply and demand. The The more you have, the less something is. And if you can only sell and can't buy, then you're going to flood the market, causing the price to tank. And then these guys are able to, uh, to make their money back. Exactly. And uh, you have... The new Republicans, for example, coming out and say, Occupy Wall Street 2.0, baby. Like, when you have Republicans, when you have Democrats, when you have the left and you have the right coming together, these guys have been screwing over the little guy for years. And and anybody, dude, anybody who has a 401k or anything like that, obviously, I empathize with you, for sure. Have a diversified portfolio. But... At the same time, 82%, I believe, of the stock market is billionaires and millionaires. Mm -hmm. It is not us. So when we talk about 
investing and trading, obviously, that's a good thing to do when you're the little guy. But we're not making up the market manipulation. We're not going to be like, this is a once in a... Yeah, we're using their rules against them. Exactly. And now they're crying that the game's rigged. Well, you rigged the game. We're just playing by your rules now. Exactly. And And like I said to you earlier, we talked about this a little bit earlier. When you've got guys that are willing to say... I got a thousand dollars. Screw it! I'll just yeah. screw up these I talk about going in on a on a share, yeah, uh, on a full share, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm we're, absolutely. I'm we're yeah, just because we're like, yeah, let's screw these guys. You know, like the, it, it's at three twenty five. You know, uh, look, I'm not saying I got three twenty five to throw at it, but collectively we throw in, dude. I used to go to the bar and spend a hundred bucks. Just at the bar. That's not including the food before the bar. That's not including the food after the bar. That's not including the Uber there and Uber back. Like, for everybody that's listening, there has not been many causes that I've actually been willing to put up for. I might complain about it, but I didn't go to to the riots over the summer, the protests. I didn't go to Washington, D.C., I didn't go to to Wall Street and the, the Occupy Wall Street movement. This, to me, and not that all of those other things weren't worthy causes, right? Sure. They definitely were. Uh, I think you had mentioned something about your grandpa saying that uh, he wasn't the guy that was willing to get hit in the face and, and spit on back during the civil rights movements. Yeah. And... Uh, I haven't been willing to take a bullet, take a rubber bullet, take tear gas for many things, right? Mm-hmm. I, kudos to the people that are, and a lot of these things have affected me greatly, so I don't want to say, you know, this doesn't affect me, right? Sure. But I'm not the guy to take a rubber bullet and just run. Like, I'm going to run at that direction, and it's not going to end well for me. Sure. Like, and I, I, I really get that when you're getting hit by a rubber bullet, it's way more painful than paintball. But I used to go out and play paintball for fun. And I'm not the type of person that isn't going to fight back. And to me, it wasn't worth the fines, the potential prison sentence for something that at the end of the day, did we get real effective change? No. And I didn't think we were going to get the effective change that we wanted, so I wasn't willing to risk life and limb to go to prison for some Mm -hmm. of these things, right? Do this. If you want to talk about actually toppling over the system and all of us standing up, like I said earlier, all we got to do is stand up and the game's over. Yeah. This is a way we can stand up and we can end something. And have actual unity. When you, when the people are coming together, this is what I was talking about in the uh, the party strike back episode, right? If we all just came together for something collectively, mm-hmm. and we could set aside some of the, the smaller, minute differences, right? Sure. We can argue about policies later, right? If we don't stand together for something and actually change the way the game's played, mm-hmm. all the other policy matters, they're irrelevant. 
we, we could sit here and talk about coronavirus. We can talk about censorship. We can talk about uh, equal rights. Yeah. We can talk about all of these things. And not that any one of those things are small. Because they're not. They're affecting millions of people in the United States. Yeah. And they are, you know, I lost my uh, very good job due to the corona layoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I moved across the country. Shakes moved across the country for better opportunities. I'm curious. Yes, sir. Are are we going to call that the corona layoffs? I think we should call them the corona layoffs. layoffs. You heard it here on In the Middle podcast first, folks. The corona layoffs of 2020. It just rolled off your tongue so smooth, so I had to point it out. But unless we change the players and the game, all of those things are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Because we're all under dictatorial rule from a bunch of people that call it free market, but it's really not free market. Yeah, It's really, if you really think about it, it's fascism. As Mussolini, uh, Benito Mussolini famously quoted, though there's a bunch of dispute about it, whatever. Fascism is merger of corporate, the corporate and the state, right? Mm, yeah. And that's happened here, okay? When I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, you have the Republicans calling communism or socialism or you have the left calling fascism or dictators so often that it's a boy who cries wolf effect. But brother, it's here. Yeah. It it is here. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the biggest? Uh, you know, we we had talked about how I don't think that uh, the welfare programs are are super effective. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Anybody who's arguing against that, right? These welfare. And, I, and we didn't, it didn't come up, but I, I do want to clarify. I'm against the corporate welfare far more than I am the social world welfare, right? Sure. And the corporate welfare first. Then we can talk about welfare reform or ending the welfare state, sure. right? But it goes more, and people only focus on what affects them, right? Yeah. So then the social welfare affects us more because we see it, yes. right? We don't see the corporate welfare. You have to look into that. Yeah. Not everybody has the capability or the time or the patience to look into the billions, if not trillions of dollars that corporate America receives every single year. And this, my friends... If we change the players, and we change the rules, and we change the game, and we can get back to an actual free market, then we can talk about all these other things because we would be able to fix all of these other things. Sure. And <laughs> I just – one more thing about this Wall Street Bets thing because I, I just think there's so much irony in this and, and – I want to laugh with you guys about it, but how ironic the app that called Robinhood called Robinhood 
is actually stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. Yes. Yeah, it's a disgrace. Everybody I've talked to this week, because I've talked to multiple people about trying to get into the stock game, right? Because it's, I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. And, and I, I want to get in on this, right? I, again, I think it's a worthy cause. And hey, like I said before, I'm willing to throw out a couple hundred bucks on a night of fun. I'm more than willing to throw out some money to try to actually end the corporate state. Yeah. Okay? That, to me, is worth it in the long run. Uh, I'm not going to use an app called Robinhood that's stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. And I really wasn't even going to get into it until I found out that Robinhood and a couple other apps... Uh, actually froze these stocks and wouldn't allow yeah. them to be bought. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's and they have the right to do that, but that's still just crazy. Like, mm, I mean, not they, really that in their terms of service, they do have the right to do that. Yeah, and that's but, why I refuse to use their stuff. But in what world is that not market manipulation? In no world. That is direct market manipulation. You know, if... <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll go buy something at GameStop. A controller or, um, like, a game or, or uh, console hardware, right? Mm-hmm. Then you know, I've really kind of moved into the digital age so I can share the games with my brother. Uh... On the Xbox, right? Yeah. I still find a lot of value in the the hardware. And yeah. uh, I would actually prefer to buy games on disc because then you actually have them, right? But it's, it's more convenient to be able to share a game with somebody, right? And back in the day, that's... Not that it's... Back in the day, but back in the day for me, uh, I'm crying. You would uh, you would trade games with people, right? After you beat one game, hey, you talk to your friend, hey man, do you want We can trade these, right? And then you could play more games. Yeah, it's easier to do that digitally now. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we all used to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so, am I a huge fan of GameStop? No. Do I think there's a reason they were going out of business? Yeah, I do. It was a terrible business model, dude. I, I can't tell you how many games that I bought for like 30 bucks, right? Discounted. Yeah. Well, played them for a couple weeks. Now, I'm not expecting the $30 back, right? Yeah, right. But 15 come on, dude. Yeah. Not Maybe five, eight. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting like six. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would expect yeah. like. Fifteen dollar return on yeah. that. If yeah, it was a brand new game or five. Like, yeah. If me it, and Cody went to to GameStop and I was trying to get my Xbox One, we sold literally all of our three sixty games, both of the three sixties, his three sixty, like my PS three. It was barely enough to get like I think I still had to pitch in like fifty bucks. Yeah. So you get better rates at, at a pawn shop yeah. for stuff. No kidding. So there was a reason why GameStop 
was going out of business. That being said, if you can screw these hedge funds and these billionaires that have been literally screwing over the American people, I'm about it, man. I, I feel no sympathy for these people who who talk crap about millennials and say, well, maybe you should uh, lay off the Starbucks and uh, avocado toast. Look, man, I'm not even that big of a fan of Starbucks or avocado. In fact, I tell everybody on a regular basis, don't get Starbucks. It's trash, overpriced coffee. That being said, if it makes you feel better, get it. It's a short, crappy life for most of us. You know, I'm just saying, for us little guys, 160 bucks a month, yeah, it makes a difference. Don't get me wrong. But it's not going to be that life-changing moment that makes you a millionaire. No. It's just not. No, like, it's not. And you know what? If you can afford to join it, do it. If you can't, hey, brother, I feel the pain. I yeah. really do. I, yeah. I totally understand and totally get it, but... If you want to talk about causes that are actually worthy, that actually can hit them where it hurts, that could flip the game over, and again, not that any of the causes I previously had mentioned weren't worthy causes, right? right? Marching for equal rights, yes, very, very worthy cause. Trying to end police brutality, very, very worthy cause. I hate the police almost as much as the next, probably more than the next guy. Sure. Uh, mar- uh, protesting to, to end the lockdowns. Yeah, pretty worthy cause. Sure. None of it matters, though, if the same people at the end of the day are going to make the calls. Right. Like, until right. we can get a different game. So we're playing Monopoly right now, right? I don't want to say Jumanji, but uh, Clue. Until we get Clue or Connect 4, The Witcher 3, Call of Duty. Doesn't matter. You can call the game anything you want to. Until we get a new game, doesn't really matter. Yeah. So we need to, and we have unity on this. Yeah. We need to keep this energy. And if you guys just hold another week, these companies will really learn. And they, they um, need to be taught lesson. It's not just the companies, dude. The whole, like, I think we go another week, maybe maybe a week and a half, and these people don't sell, which there's people, they're not selling. Yeah. Like, they're not. I'm and and try we, my hardest yes, to buy. I'm going to buy, gonna and we're not going to sell. <laughs> None of these people care about losing money. No. See, the thing is, at first they said that, uh, oh, well, the, the peasants, if you will, okay, the peasants can't hold on that long. We just have to outweigh them. Now there's enough peasants that are willing to, okay, throw out 150, 200 bucks, get together with their buddy. Let's buy a share. We're willing to hold out on principle at this point. And Wall Street Bets went from 1 million subscribers on their Reddit page to 6 million subscribers <laughs> on their Reddit page. It's probably going to grow. Yes. So it's like, Shakes, what's it at now? I'm curious because that was that was like earlier, and uh, I am concerned about the stock market crashing. Right? Don't too, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> if we crash the market and screw them, we're gonna screw ourselves. Sure, but if it's us doing it, 
Alright, cool. That's... It is what it is. Actually, that is cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that's a lot. That's, that's actually the coolest thing I might have ever done in my life if I if we get in on this and it does, happens. Yeah. Like, like yo, it, we it, crash the stock market. It, it will be bad. Okay. It will be bad. It's not good when the stock market crashes. However... Go to the actual Reddit shakes. Uh, they have been crashing the stock market in their favor for years. The first time the stock market crashed, it was because in the Great Depression was because J.P. Morgan pulled out all of his money and oh my god, then bought a bunch Dude, of stuff. At eight million. Yeah, I, I looked this morning. It's got another two million users. Good, you know. And another thing too is Yo, the comments uh, are just growing. Another thing is that uh, stuff like the movie theater, AMC. AMC was doing fine until the coronavirus. Yeah, and then we can't go see a movie. And going to see the movie at the movie theater, overpriced, whatever. Okay, it's the same as going to a concert. Mm-hmm. It's about the experience. I could, dude. I've seen August Burns Red 17, 18 times now. Eighteen times I've given that band my money to go see him. I've owned all their CDs. I can now. It's everything's on Spotify on my phone. Listen to it anytime I want to. Yep. Nothing beats going to the live show. Yep. And when it comes to a movie, nothing beats sitting back in that seat bunch of other people enjoying the movie on the 100 foot screen getting a big overpriced popcorn dude it tastes so good <laughs> paying ridiculous I amounts for $76 soda 76 dollars for this 32 months <laughs> right but it's about the experience man and oh, for sure so save AMC I hate GameStop save GameStop at this point do no, I, I don't even care at this point. I'm just, I'm just throwing my hat in the ring and just like, let's see what happens. I'm with it, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, let's do it. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. And again, it, I don't. My fear is that we totally crash the market and we really screw ourselves. But I guess better to screw ourselves than have. A billionaire screw us. Or billionaire screw us. It's way more fun. <laughs> well, not only Because at least then they feel the pain too. <laughs> well, and if we can hurt them where their pocketbooks hurt, because now they're crying that it's rigged and it's not fair. We've been crying that it's rigged and it's not fair. I mean, look up that Leonard Cohen song. What year did that come out? Well, and like I told you earlier today, 48 Laws of Power. Yeah. You mirror one tactics. of the 48 Laws, you know, one of the tactics. Everybody knows. By is you mirror the movements of your opponents to, to make them see how ridiculous they, they are. And, like, it, okay. I just want to know when the song came out. Oh. I just, I just think it's funny, like... Uh, oh, you're gonna cry? We've been crying for years. Like, y- you give don't them, think? Give them their six hundred dollars and <laughs> let them let them have bread like the rest of us. February nineteen eighty eight. 
1988, so the year before I was born, that song came out. You have, you got songs like, uh, that Vietnam song, what's it called? Uh, Fortunate Son. Yeah, Fortunate Son talking about the rich not going to war and how he's not one of the fortunate sons. Yeah. You know, you got, uh, dude, you have the, the tea party in Boston. So in 69, people were talking about it. The point is, is that most of us have been getting screwed over by the oligarchs, by the monarchs, by the tyrants, whatever. We, we, the peasants have been getting screwed over for so long. You know, I, in history, you learn about, uh, some of the, the pleb or plebeian revolts and riots, right? In France and it. Look, man, the, the little guy has been getting screwed since there was a big guy to screw the little guy. Yep. And really, all we have to do is stand up, change the game. Are the rich still going to make some of the rules? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, because guess what? They give us jobs. Or not give us jobs, but... It's a lot harder for us to go start a new company well, than it is for them to start a company. So, like, we need each other, yeah, right? we need each other, and I think we deserve a say, too. Well, and we absolutely, we deserve more of a seat at the table than they do, collectively. Oh, collectively, absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a reason why a company is willing to pay somebody 30 to 40 bucks an hour. It's because you're making them at least 80 to $100 an hour. At least, if they're willing to pay you 30 to 40 bucks an hour. Now, those jobs are increasingly rare. Don't get me wrong. But there are a lot of jobs out there still that will pay you that. How much money are you making for them? They need us. Just It's a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. 100%. So but we, we need a seat at the table. Oh, and oh, I'm tired 100%. of all of us not having a seat at the table. Sure. But that's... Uh... I just want to talk about our last subject, uh, Joe Biden and his uh, angering of the unions, his mixing of the uh, Keystone Pipeline, and just your brief ideas and thoughts on uh, that. Very mixed emotions. I supported the Standing Rock protests. I really did. Um, Unfortunately, their village elders sold them out for some coin. Okay. I think pipelines are probably more efficient than shipping oil from the Middle East over yep. here. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is we're not oil free yet. Yep. Okay. No matter how much you want it to be, how much I want it to be, how much anybody wants it to be, it's just not so yet. Right. Yeah. Now we're moving there. For some people, it might be. Uh, not as fast as they would like, mm-hmm. but one of the things is to have these pipelines. Comparatively, okay, now it's, again, not as good as not using oil, but yeah. we don't live in that world yet. Right. Okay, so yep. living in the world that we live in, it's a lot cleaner, it's more efficient, more cost-effective to have some of these pipelines. But I love the fact that these people, they said, you know, Biden's going to be our Lord and Savior. 
Now, don't get me wrong. There's the Trump Jesus crowd, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they lost, so I'm not going to pick on them anymore. It's, it's time to pick on the Biden crowd. The dude literally said he was going to do this, and the, the union got behind it. And now they're crying that they all lost their jobs. I don't I don't like seeing people lose their jobs, right? That's a lot yeah. of Joes like you and I that are going to lose their jobs out of this. That being said, maybe you shouldn't have endorsed the guy that said, literally said, oh, well, we're going to end the Keystone Pipeline. That's one of the things he ran on, Yeah, was ending the Keystone Pipeline, and the union got behind him. You're a bunch of idiots, and you deserve everything that you have coming to you. Yeah, I... See, I think the interesting thing about the choice for him to nix the pipeline was the timing. Like, yeah, I'm the first one to say I I don't agree with oil. I don't think we should be burning oil or using oil or coal. Um, And that's just my stance. I I don't think we should be polluting the air. That's, That's just how I feel. And, like, obviously... You know, we're moving in that direction, and, and I conti- hope we continue to move in that direction. But I I think it's odd when he comes out and 900,000 people have filed for unemployment. And you're nixing another, what, 60,000 jobs or something like that? Between, all, the, between the all of the stuff, that all of his executive orders, I... All of them combined with nixing of all these things, yeah, I think you're talking 60,000, 70,000 jobs right off the bat. And uh, what's the date today? The 31st. It's the 31st. He's been in office, what, 10 days? Yeah. And in 10 days, almost a million people have filed for unemployment? Well, no, that's that's the... No, no, that, I'm, I'm asking. I, that's, like, I legitimately... the, that's the monthly number from... Okay. Last month, or just reported, so so nine hundred thousand more people. Yeah, something like that. So I I believe that's what the number was. So just look, man. You can uh, you can be upset with me all you want, but I stand by what I said. All those people losing their jobs at the Keystone Pipeline, and if they voted for Biden, they they deserve it. Oh, no, I, and I kind of agree with you because he said he was going to do it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't but, think that Trump was a Jesus, right? But Biden, your Lord and Savior Biden literally came out and said and ran uh, on. So that's that's the last week of 2020. Is that the last number that they have? Shakes? Ending January 2nd, roughly 787,000 people applied for unemployment. So I was a little off, hundred thousand off. So almost eight hundred thousand. Yeah, and that was before Biden was in office, so we can't blame that for him. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, not not good. No, and, no, no, no. And and you know, like I said, you know, I agree with you. If you voted for Biden, he said he was going to do it. You can't be mad. Right. You know, you take that on the chin because it's like accept responsibility for the choices you make. Yeah. You know exactly. But. At the same time, um, you know, it's sad. It's not not good. It, I think it's a weird timing, like I said. I think if you're going to do it, you know, do a phase out, you know, or not even phase it out. That's, but that's put, my problem put that with money a lot of these into... initiatives like the Green, the Green New Deal and uh, uh, 
Paris Climate Accord or any of these environmental things that give it an unrealistic timeline to phase stuff out. You know, AOC last year and the year before that when they were talking about the Green New Deal, uh, the progressives wanted it, you know, uh, we got 12 years before the world's going to, you know, burn, right? That's not a realistic timeline. You can't have mass unemployment like that. Okay, that's not good. That's what causes things like the Great Depression, the right. Great Recession. That's not good. The planet will survive. There is, even if we went to nuclear war, the planet will survive. Now, will life survive? Mm, no, probably not. Especially human beings, right? Well, I think that's a worthy cause to fight for. Sure. Millions of people starving. Not so much, though. Like, the planet ending in a couple hundred million years or a couple hundred million people starving now... I'll take a couple hundred million years that it's going to take to actually erode away the planet versus hundreds of millions of people starving right now. Look, and I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I, and I, 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 like, I don't, and I'm not a, uh, look, man, the climate is changing. It is. Okay. I'm, I know that it's changing. I know that we're tearing up the water. Or not tearing up the water. We're dumping in the water. We're polluting the air. These aren't good things. I'm not saying they are. Right. But we have a whole way of life for billions of people. Right? Now, of those 7 to 8 billion people that are on the planet, a lot of them are under the rule of dictators. That's very, very sad. Yeah. Right? Like, I hate China. Sorry, I do. Call me xenophobic. I think. Well, you hate China, the government, not China, the, the CCP. The CCP. The yeah. Communist Party of China. China, I, China, not China, the people, China, the government. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, I I don't like these dictators in the Middle East that we keep propping up. I don't like. Dude, I hate our own government. Like, no, I know. <laughs> I, like, I talk about hating the government on a regular basis, you know? So, it's very unfortunate that people have to live in a lot of these conditions, right? Do you want Do you want the rest of the world to be like America? Or do you want America to be like the rest of the world? And I think that's the fundamental question that you have to ask yourselves. Or that we have to ask ourselves as an American people. Now... I'll take the flaws here over the flaws with the CCP. Sure. Or over the flaws with the with the sure. Russian government. Or the flaws with uh, these dictators we keep propping up in the Middle East. Sure. You know, I would I do you, I, I'm the first person to want to end imperialism. Sure. Do you do you think that we should take because like I think we should make like aggressive incentives towards uh, re- 
reducing pollution and reducing, uh, you know, dumping into our waters and, you know, doing things that should, would pollute our water, pollute our air. So do, we, so do we have a law that says you can't dump stuff in the water? I, I think we do, don't we? We do. Yeah, the Clean Air and Water Drinking Act of 18-something. Shakes, look it up. I think it's like 1876 or something Yeah, so like we that. need to enforce it. Yeah, we don't need any more laws. We need, you don't get to dump. You don't get to put stuff into the air. Follow the law that we have. We don't need more aggressive laws. We just need to enforce the ones that we already have. And my biggest problem as far as, like, these green energies. So we had the Clean Water Act of 1948 and then the Federal Water Pollution Control Act of 1972. Uh, no, it's literally called, like, the Clean Drinking Water Act. It was passed in the 1800s. That's I know we have those in the in the in the 19s, and I, I do appreciate you bringing those up. But like, we knew rather soon that it was a bad idea to uh, be polluting the water in the 1800s. Well, my point is is that yes, we have a Clean Water Act. Obviously, we don't have enough Clean Air Act. When I look out my window and I have smog blocking my view of the mountains. Sure. And so clearly that whatever law we have on the book is not aggressive enough. Right. And But like I was saying, my, my issue with the, the green energies. Right. They're not really any better. Well, and that's why I said you like need aggressive power. incentive to <coughs> switch, it, you know... Like oh, like, like tax I said, breaks and stuff. Like tax breaks. Yeah. And, okay. And so I misunderstood you. No, okay. you're you're fine. Like, um. I, yeah. No, we do. Yeah. No, we we do need aggressive incentives to keep the the planet clean. Absolutely. Like if it's it just to me makes sense. Like if 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 I have my money going to something, like I enjoy that I can go to the my park up the street and it's clean and the air smells clean there. And it's nice, and the grass feels good, and there's birds everywhere, and there's animals and ducks in the water, and, you know, like, just wildlife, and and a, a nice, clean environment. And I think everybody enjoys that, right? <coughs> and yeah. so, I think that if we're going to have my taxes go to something, I want that to be what it goes towards, is ensuring that when I go outside, or... You know, when my grandmother goes outside and she has a hard time breathing, she doesn't breathe in stuff that makes it even harder for her to breathe. She might die. I don't want her to die because she has a hard time breathing outside. Yeah, no, you know, and and that's my problem with it is, you know, yeah, I get where you're coming from. We can't just say we're not doing oil or we're not doing coal anymore right now. Like, that's not realistic, and I completely get that. And and not only that, I think 12 years is not realistic. In fact, I don't think we need to put a timeline on anything. I think what we need to do is say we need to put aggressive incentives towards, A, switching towards greener energy, 
and and <coughs> hey, if you invest X amount into green energy, we'll give you X amount of tax break. You won't have to pay us. Yeah. And the uh, bill you're talking about was from uh, 1837. 1837. Thirty years into the country. Okay. Everybody thinks. was ratified in 1789 so federal government didn't really have a whole lot of power right away yeah um but by 1837 we knew we couldn't be dumping stuff in the water they knew uh man half the population of the planet died during the bubonic plague and they figured out that you can't be drinking crap water yeah in fact Europeans, historically speaking, and, and I don't want to get on too much of a tirade, but the reason why Europeans drink so much alcohol mm-hmm. is because the water wasn't good for them to drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Romans knew that lead piping 2,000 plus years ago was not good, and they uh, started switching their aquifers, and the, or not aquifers, their aqueduct system from lead. Like, so... We have known as a species for a very long time now that you shouldn't be contaminating the water. Yeah. And if we would just enforce these laws, yeah, we wouldn't have these issues. Right. You know, like sure. uh, coming from the Great Lakes state, I take water pollution pretty serious. Yeah. Like, uh, and having family members, <laughs> um, where Wolverine dumped all their sites. Yeah. Or had all their illegal dumping sites. Yeah. For years. That is something that has personally affected me. Uh, you know, I worry about my grandma. Worry about my aunts. Worry about my mom. They all live in an area where... Who knows what kind of environmental impact this has had on the actual water supply. When you talk about hydrofracking and natural gas, that's one of the cleaner alternatives to um, fossil fuel, right? If you frack properly, meaning you don't cut costs, you can extract natural gas with a much less environmental impact than you can with, like, let's say, oil, right? Yep. However, they use hydrofracking with water, and then that water is not usable for, like, a thousand years because we haven't figured out how to clean all the chemical components out yet. And it's very well documented in the Great Plains states, where a lot of the natural gas comes from, uh, that the water is just screwed. That they can't, that's that water's not usable. It starts on fire. Lots of people have died. So many people have died and gotten uh, like liver cancer or kidney cancer or digestive cancer from consuming this bad water. That <laughs> it's cheaper for them. Meaning, them being the, the natural gas companies, like Caliburn. Um, for them to pay these people 
to bring fresh water trucked in via semi truck, right? Yeah. So that's how you have to do that. Uh, than it is for them to not hydrofrack. Yeah. That's a problem. Oh. Uh, if you look at lithium, the environmental impact of, of lithium, which is what <coughs> batteries are made out of. All of our batteries. Uh, all of them. It, 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 this, this is going from the batteries that collect the solar power, yep. right? Well, it's not uh, just those batteries. It's no. The batteries it, in our phones. Yeah, no, exactly. And again, uh, it's very hard not to be hypocritical on a lot of things, right? Because one, we're human, and two, we have to use the available technology to us, right? Lithium is worse for the environment than oil is. Like, when you see an oil spill... When they talk about it, you notice they only talk about oil spills when they happen, right? You don't have follow-ups, stories. Yeah. Oil is reabsorbed back into the ground and can naturally deal with it, and not immediately. Okay, I'm not saying tomorrow. If there's an oil spill today, that tomorrow, the Earth's magically healed, right? The Earth can eventually heal itself with that stuff, right? Yeah. Well, with enough time, anything. We're talking like 10 years. The 10 years, that soil is reusable again. <coughs> look it up, Shakes. I know you're looking at me. I was going to have him look this up anyways. but uh, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I don't <coughs> I don't believe that, honestly. But, like, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it was National Geographic did an article on it. I could be wrong about that. But, uh, um. Unless you're talking about nuclear energy, which, again, you don't want a Fukushima, and you don't want a Chernobyl, right? We've learned, since both of those incidences, about, specifically Chernobyl, right? There's been a lot of good studies done coming out of Chernobyl. Fukushima happened more recently, so we're still trying to figure that out. And uh, what do you got here, Shakes? Um, I don't know. Okay. We'll let you delve into that for a minute. But uh, nuclear power, man, that's the way of the future. And it well, can be done right. And uh, I think I think it's going to be a combination of a few things. I think wind's a good idea. I think hydro power is a good idea because both of those things are readily available. It's easy to take a you know windy plane somewhere in the flyover states and convert them all to wind farms. It, it's it's cost effective at this point now for them to do so. Right. Um, and not that I'm against wind farms, but still consume fossil fuels. And you can't recycle that material. Not recyclable. So, again, just well, as bad for the I, environment. I, I think you're... Like, yes. While I don't know the validity of those statements, I believe you. Um, I think that it's just like everything you have problems with nuclear you have problems with solar because of the batteries 
you have problems with all of these things. Right. But I think it's smart to invest in all of these cleaner ideas and find a way to make a better battery. There are people that are working on it right now that are finding alternative ways to make these batteries without mining these bad materials, you know, in that are dangerous <coughs> for the environment. Tesla. Same thing. The with, original Tesla, right? Not. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what Elon's doing, he's doing great things for the world, right? Sure. Uh, but the original Tesla is said to have figured out free energy for everybody that was good for the environment, and he ended up dead. The creator of diesel originally intended, so with a diesel engine, um, you can convert it to run on water, right? Like, that's a real thing. They sure. sell conversion kits for it. Or vegetable oil. I really like the uh, the recycled vegetable oil one because, like, restaurants use crap tons of oil that they need something to do with, right? Yeah. And so that I there's only so much drinkable water, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, while I am a fan of uh, it's cleaner than the, the fossil fuel, right? It's still a super finite resource, so I'm not really a big fan of using water in any capacity to power stuff. Sure. There's there's only so much drinking water on the planet. Yeah. And we've let <laughs> billionaires rape the planet of their water supply, and we've polluted even more of it. So that, you know, it's a huge issue for me, but... I, well, think, I think the overall problem... Because I, I honestly, any kind of renew or any green energy that you can point to, I can point to you why it's just as bad as using gasoline, right? But uh, you really can. Um, and not that I have any intention of doing that with you right now, mm-hmm. but uh, you can really go back and forth on all this stuff, right? Yeah, but I think but the over I think the overall problem is people, and then. The people who stand to gain money or power, whatever it is, the oh, people at the top. Is. But humans, humans suck, dude. We we have been the scourge of the planet, and like George Carlin said, one day Mother Earth's just gonna shake her back like we're a bunch of fleas, and we're all gonna be, uh, all gonna be done. You know, and a lot of these studies have pointed to it being millions of years before we actually do irreparable damage. Millions. For a species that have that have been around best at three hundred thousand years and have only really just started well, in the last it, hundred and fifty years. Okay, so I was a little wrong with the 10-year thing. but So within our lifetime now, if an oil spill happened today, that ground's reusable in 25 years. That's still terrible. It is. Lithium, they don't know how to dispose of, though. No, you're... I mean, you're like right. Ever. I Ever. Yeah, you're right. I mean, burning stuff into the atmosphere is still terrible, too. Oh, it so, sure is. I mean, like... I, like, I think it's all has terrible side effects. It does. You know? And we just have to figure out 
and keep investing in all of these things until we find the one that's the best and the one that is the least impactful and then go hard for that, you know? But I think you're absolutely right. There's probably the way to have unlimited energy and these guys just don't want to crash the entire market because it makes them a bunch of money and they can live lavishly. So, you know, there's... Even more reason... Why do you need the hole? Yeah, no, exactly. But, hey, man, I don't really have much more. No, I don't either. It's I've had a lot of fun debating back oh, and forth yeah. with you tonight. Yep, I've enjoyed it. Haven't really had that too much. We usually agree on most stuff. Yeah. It's a little bit different ways to get there, but... Yeah. No, no it's, it's been fun uh, yeah. debating with you tonight, man. Yeah, absolutely. Shakes, thanks for uh, earning your, your keep tonight. Really appreciate it. You earned your non-existent paycheck? Yeah. Someday, my friend. Someday. (laughs) Well, until then, (laughs) I'm I'm JR. This is Cold Water.